Welcome, everyone, to this week's Taste the Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you musicians listen to. This week, the radish seeds are in the terrarium. The news is released, our topic has leaked, and our dragon this week is drifting around because he's the creator of Hyper Light Drifter. And uh, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Amanda. I'm Troy. And I'm Joe. Hey, everyone. Did you hear that theme song? Oh my goodness, it's so catchy. <laughs> it is. It is. Woo! It's like it's like something new is happening around I here. I know. What could it be? Is it like a like a maybe a season two? Oh my gosh! <gasps> is that where we are right now? I, I thought things so. looked different. It, it does. Um, it also looks different because I'm looking at you guys. <gasps> oh my <laughs> goodness! It's so nice. We get new music, and we get to see each other in person, and a new Whoa. season. And a wow. new season? Ooh. Oh, goodness. Just, I know. Is it Christmas already? The future is now. Wait, what makes this a new season? You we heard that music. theme song? Oh. <laughs> Play it again. Never stop playing it. Is it because we also have new segments? That's right. Ooh. Look, a year ago and a month ago, <laughs> and a few more months, we started a podcast. It was a dragon year ago. Dragons <laughs> yes. count years differently. Oh, they do. Um, absolutely. It's, just, it's, it's like a baker's dozen. You know? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that one dragon year is every human's one year in two months. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look it up, Tolkien. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one human year and then two months of quarantine. That's what it is. <laughs> so we are going to celebrate our one year podcast anniversary back in March, and we're going to start a season two two of Taste of Dragons. That's right. Something happened. It was literally the week we were going to do it. We're like, all right, it's going to be the end of the month. We're going to do it. This is the plan. Blah, blah, blah. And then the week. It- <laughs> I'm like, sorry, y'all. We can't see each we other. You know Nothing. When, you know when you like get it's online. It's not you. It's me. And know- also a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know when you get online to play a game with your friends yeah. and then you're like, you're all set up and then yeah. like, and you're waiting for eight people and it takes a little while. And yeah. then as soon as the game starts, like the internet dies. That's mm-hmm. what happened to our podcast. It's mm-hmm. like we, we had all of our stuff stacked up. Like my the, ping, like it the was world fine. turned off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we decided to postpone Correct. our season two until another great event. That's right. And you know what? We're here. Yeah, we're we're with each other. Yeah, uh, we are still distancing ourselves. Correct. We're still wiping pretty, down. Pretty good amount of feet apart. Yes. yes. Physically distant. Yes. Yes. Physically distant. Yes. Socially close. close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. We're gonna we're gonna have like we said some new segments, some new music, some little bit of new stuff, but still the same great people. Yeah, we're gonna start some new segments in the podcast itself. We're gonna start this thing called Hatchlings, which is gonna be a way for us to look at indie games. We're gonna continue with our newer segments like Turn Up for What, uh, with our talking about Animal Crossing news. That's right. Uh, we're also gonna try some new things on Instagram and YouTube with some different segments around the world in 80 games. That's which right. Which will be a, a fun adventure yeah. about playing games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe in season three we'll finish Nancy Drew. Who knows? <laughs> we do one Don't. chapter a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're you know we'll, we'll see what's in store. We're gonna try to ho- hopefully going back to maybe doing some guests, depending on how everything goes in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, maybe we might even get an older person who's been on here before. Ooh, back. Ooh mystery. Ooh. Classic dragon. That's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see where we go. We'll see where this thing takes us. Right on. It's and season two. Thank you all for coming. That's right. Back. Th- for joining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continuing to ride that dragon. That's right. Oh, man, that sounds like a drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I rode that dragon last night. Way too hard. Wow. I can't even see straight. I'm seeing dragons. Double dragon. Video game. Boom. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our video games with... What are you playing? That's right. And Troy, do you want to start us off? <laughs> I sure do as I tried to sip my water. <laughs> I caught it too late. It was too late. I couldn't come back from it. <laughs> so, Troy, how's that glass of water? <laughs> Delicious. Refreshing. From the tap. Mm, mm. Free. Um, all right. I have a new release. New release. I got to play Crucible. A choose-your-own-hero-based third-person shooter. It's a genre hybrid with so many derivative elements from other games. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow they all come together to feel unique, I think. Nice. Uh, It's the first big-budget game from, check it out, Amazon Studios. Wow. I guess Amazon was like, oh, we did good during this pandemic. We're going to (laughs) make a game now. Um so, yeah, this is a game that I thought was interesting. Right now, we're at a time where I think people saw Overwatch four years ago. Uh, happy four-year anniversary, Overwatch. Oh, my Yay! God. They saw it was a hit, and people started making games. Yeah. Now we're starting to get those games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you saw Valorant come out from Riot Games not too long ago, which is also a hero-based shooter. And now we have Crucible, which is also very similar. There's a lot of different heroes, 10 different types. They all have different abilities, different speeds, different weapons, different powers. And each one works together with others differently. And you have to work as a team in order to complete goals. Let me go ahead and tell you, this game is confusing. (laughs) So confusing. I played an hour. I played maybe about two and a half hours of it. That first hour was just me perplexed. (laughs) Like... I don't know what this game is trying to go for. It's a third-person shooter like Fortnite, but it has like like RPG, like uh, uh, rapid RPG elements, like mm. like a Dota and um, League of Legends. Meaning that like you start at level one, or you have very you, your hero doesn't have a lot of powers, but as you oh. play this match, you gain more experience that unlock better powers. Maybe you okay. have more health. Maybe your grenades now leave an AOE on the floor that you, that will burn. But that happens as you play the game. Okay. Huh. But only that match and it resets every only, match? And it resets every match. Okay. And you start back at one. So it has like a rapid RPG element in it. Hmm. It also has, uh, it's a PvP, so you're fighting other real life characters. Okay. But it also has a PvE element at the same time. Okay. So while you're in this huge open world lush environment, it looks like you're in the in, in Avatar world. <laughs> okay. like Like lush gardens, like alien uh, jungle. Um you you can come across like wildlife, big crabs, giant uh, snakes, and as you destroy them, they drop things that make your uh, uh, experience rise quicker. Okay, yeah. so you can get those power ups quicker. But so is the other team. So you're you're fighting the environment, but every once in a while, you may run into the other team, and you're like ah, <laughs> and then I get remembered, or I remember how bad I am at shooting games, and uh, I'm instantly killed. Uh-huh. Um, so it's got. All those elements working with it as well. PvP, PvE, uh, uh, Rapid RPG. Um, on top of that, there's capture points. 
like if you capture a point, then it makes your experience generally um, in every match or are there ev- different types of matches. There are different matches. The main match I'm talking about, like okay. the the thing that they're putting all of their their money into, has all of these elements. And uh, yeah, they have like capture uh, uh, components that if you capture like this uh, like radio tower. Because <laughs> we're in the 1960s and radio towers are a thing. Um, it pretty much it'll give you like a 10% boost to your XP uh, generating. So like you're, you're you're thinking about capturing things, you're thinking about destroying enemies, you're thinking about the environment, and then on top of that, there's a collecting element. <laughs> At a certain point on this open world map, like uh, a big boss will appear. If you take it down, you collect this heart. You collect three of those, you win the game. And that's like the ultimate goal. Oh, that's the gold snitch. It's the golden snitch, but it's also your only option. Oh, that's the only way to win. Right. So the idea is that you're doing all these things to become more powerful so you can take down this big boss faster and get the heart. Okay. And if you get... But the thing is, uh, so is the other team. So you have to take down the boss and eliminate the other team if they're both vying for the same heart. Okay. First to three wins. So confusing. I hit my head just continuously against the wall that was this game till I had some type of understanding of what it was. I still may be wrong. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So if you took Gambit and Iron From Banner Destiny. and uh-huh. Crucible and made them one event in Destiny, this would be the same game. And that's kind of my complaint about it yeah. is that it seems like they just took a bunch of popular features from other games. It, it, it you know, capturing points, uh, capturing uh, uh, areas is kind of like uh, Dota or League of Legends. Uh, the way that you shoot is kind of like Fortnite or Overwatch. Or the power-ups are like Overwatch. It just seems like it's a lot of derivative things from other games that they're putting together to make their own game. Mm-hmm. And it, it is kind of cool in yeah. that way. It's kind of working for me. Do uh, Does your entire team share levels or is it the no. levels individual? The levels individual. Actually, I don't know. I, you know. I think it's individual because if I can take down a monster and then I have to actually collect its experience, uh-huh. like it's in little orbs. And you have to run over to pick that up. They don't okay. get it just because I pick it up. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so, so yeah. So you could be level 13 and the rest of your team's level 10. That way, no one just gets a free ride. Okay. You have to pull your weight. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Because um, I know in uh, Heroes of the Storm, levels are shared between everyone. But like with League uh, of Legends and Dota, they're they're individualized. So I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Okay. Um, I haven't been able to play with a team member that I know. Okay. Uh, I have something scheduled later tonight. Ooh. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so I've just been going in by myself. Okay. So that maybe, but I did not get that impression. Okay. Uh, ten heroes ranging from like an orc hillbilly to like a cat with that can like dash around like Tracer. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's kind of fun. I-, I think there's something good here. But I'm also not sure if there's something good here. How is the character art style? Because I know that, for me, that's one of my favorite parts of Overwatch is they just have really strong character design. Yeah. And some of the other games that have been Overwatch, like Apex uh, or the Fortnites, so, the art style doesn't grab me in the same Aesthetic-wise, I think there's probably four out of the ten characters that really stand out. There is, like, this kind of chubby orc who just has this great laugh. There is that tiny cat with like steampunk goggles who's really cool. There is someone who actually looks like Avatar. It's like this fish blue lady who's like your sniper. Very Widowmaker-like. Their character designs, I think, are really great and really interesting. But you also have like generic soldier dude and like (laughs) generic chick with guns. Um, So uh, I like where they're going with it. They didn't go too far into like fantasy world, I guess. Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot of humans on their roster. There's also like a robot, robot bug. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't look that impressive. Uh, so, a little. It's it's kind of cool, I okay. guess. Okay. Um, it's uh, more stylized than realistic. 
uh, but not as stylized as Overwatch. And it doesn't have that mm. like polish. It doesn't have that same polish that like Apex does as well. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I think there's something good here, but also maybe not. Um, there's some <laughs> level progression in there. It, it, the game is free. Yeah. Um. So you, it's also their you first game. Jump into it. Fair. It's also yeah. their first game. That's a good point. Yeah. It's also Amazon. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I have like a, a beef <laughs> with Amazon. <laughs> I definitely don't. Amazon. I hear you. I see. You're right over there, Lexi. I can hear Alexa, the drone. I see you. you yeah. So there are some problems that you can't continue to throw money at. There's some things that you have to learn through experience. Yeah. So. yeah. Not that the, all the game designers are new, but no. it is a new team. I think. I think the thing that I'm feeling with this game is I can feel all the test runs that it's gone through of people being like, "We'll make it more like this." game gotcha. okay make it more like oh, this trend you can hear oh, the executive voice yeah. in there being like you know the Fortnite thing is fun so put yeah. that in there oh I, also yeah. add a jetpack also yeah i can I, i'm hearing the amazon yeah. <laughs> in it um but with all that i think they may have still stumbled on something that's kind of interesting cool. okay. so i give it three and a half sandwiches um out of five three oh, did i say three and a half you said three yeah. and a half <laughs> No, I'll give it a solid three out of five. Okay. Okay. Solid three out of five sandwiches. Um, And if I had to describe it as a sandwich, I would say it's like a Cuban sandwich. Okay. Because it's like kind of classic and scrumptious. But when you really look closer, you realize it's just a slice of ham and a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) And that it really all just comes down to the bread. And so, uh, I don't know. I'm willing to give that bread a little few few more bites and and see see how it goes. All right. Cool. Nice. Nice. And then uh, what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I obviously still played Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> I also dabbled in Neo 2, uh, neither of which are the game I'm going to talk about. Oh, what is it? Oh. I played an amazing game called Daddish. <laughs> He's a dad. He's a radish. Daddish. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That's right. Go look that up. It's adorable. Um, but it's basically a 2D pixel art platformer where you must find your missing radish children hidden in each level. And then when you do find them, you berate them with dad jokes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, this is great. That's oh. the worst kind of punishment. It is ah, It is best. a pun ah. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. Uh, it, it truly is just a very basic, fun platformer. It's super cute looking. You really are basically just this radish that hops around. You have a double jump. You have a left and a right. And that's all you got. So it is kind of like an action. It uh, really is. <laughs> <laughs> and what is this on? It's on, I'm playing it on iOS. I do believe it is on Android as well from my, from mm-hmm. what I, I read about it. But it really, I've gotten about 20 something levels into it. And the nice. only reason that I stopped, it, it's phenomenal. You start the game and uh, there's a little red balloon. You have the little dad and you've got like about nine or 10 different colored radish children that are all just bouncing around next to him. A little red balloon flies past them and the little radish children all turn their heads and their little blinky little eyeballs. And they follow the balloon and the dad wakes up. <gasps> and he's like, oh, no, where'd my radish children go? I'm pretty sure Mrs. Radish is going to be very angry when she gets home. <laughs> is she maddish? We, she might be a, she, she'll be maddish at daddish, that's for sure. So he goes on this epic quest to go find all of them. And in the, the very first one he finds, he's like, wow. So it, it basically the very first three or four levels are just training you. Go left, go yeah. right, yeah. do yeah. a jump, do a double jump. And now you're good. Um, but you go right. I think you jump once and you find the radish kid. And he's like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing over here? He's like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like going much further. He's like, you're pretty lazy, huh? And he's like, yeah, I am basically your laziest child. He's like, that's good. Let's hope the rest of them are this lazy. <laughs> and it like moves on. And then you meet ones that are completely like like aggressive towards the dad. And then you meet ones that are like, oh my gosh, there's like saws, buzz saws and things in some of the levels. And he's like, no, this is a really awful beach. Why are there buzz saws everywhere? The kid's like, I don't know. I was really freaked out when I got here. And I was just, I didn't know what to do. And he's like, why did you come here? He's like, I like the beach. 
this isn't even a pun. This is just like a weird. It gets super meta. At one point, one of the kids goes. He goes, "Why did you come out here? I had you have any idea what I had to do to get over here to you?" And the kid's like, "Well, that's just how the level works." And he's like, "What the heck's the level?" Uh-oh. And then, and that continues. There's like one every five or six where one of the kids makes a video game joke, and Uh-oh. the dad's like, "I don't understand what that is. What are you talking about?" It's it's phenomenal. The, the radishes. It's, the radishes are self-aware. Okay. We all we all knew this day would come. They they will uprise soon. The radish uprising is nigh. Yeah, but the reason I stopped playing, I I, I got to a level where you you do a lot of things. I will say it does get a little hard. Okay. I it, I was kind of surprised. It took me like eight tries to do one of the levels, and that's it's partially because when you're going backwards and forwards and you have to kind of double jump a certain way, it's the controls are decent, mm-hmm. but maybe my thumb's a little too big. I don't know. It's still on a phone it's, screen. It's still a phone yeah. screen. Uh, but I, I got to a level that took me a couple tries, and I was like, all right, this is fine. This is not a big deal. And I get to the end, and it doesn't look like a radish child is sitting there. It looks like some furry thing with a snout. And I'm like, oh, I, I really hope that's that's not like a boss fight person, because that thing looks kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah. I get over to it. It's a possum, and it just screams at you. <laughs> and then it runs away after you go, you're not one of my children. And it goes, <laughs> and it runs away. And I was like, I have to stop here. This is where I'm stopping. Oh, man. But we'll talk about it this week. I'll go back to it. I'm getting flashbacks to my own childhood. Oh. <laughs> you have possums in your childhood? Huh? Yes. Mandy, oh, I've been wanting to tell you, I am a possum. <gasps> you mar- you think I would have noticed. You married a possum. That's Deal good. with it. That's, That's impossible. Was a- ah! You have about- been playing this game a bunch. I was about to say, I thought it was a possibility. Uh, a possibility? <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, but yeah, Daddish. Give um, it a whirl. It's a lot of fun. How much was this? This was a free game. If you <gasps> want to give them a think the dollar ninety nine, it'll take the ads out of it. But to be honest, you only see the ads once every like eight or nine like levels. Okay. So it's not even like the ads exist. Right. Right. Um, for me, if I, I mean, I would suggest definitely just buy the ad free one because they deserve two dollars at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I was going to compare it to a sandwich, it would be like a BLT. Ooh. It would be a very classic sandwich. There's not a whole lot of change up that needs to happen. <laughs> it's just what it is. Just don't mess with it. Just don't mess with it. It's fine the way it is. Nobody needs to change. You know what? And don't don't make the bacon too crispy. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it's just completely unnecessary. What, what, if, what if I like a crispy bacon? It's just it's not this game. It's not this, not game. this okay. game. This game is not crispy. It's just yeah. not a crispy game. So, you know, I, I will give it three out of five sandwiches as well because I haven't finished playing all the levels. Okay. And they are really fun. Yeah. It's just, it's definitely one of those, like, are you stuck behind somebody six feet away at the grocery store? Pull out Daddish. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I can go to grocery stores again. <laughs> We're like real people again. <laughs> All right, nice. And then uh, I will go next. Uh, the game I played this week is Terraria, which is a uh, it's a game that's at this point nine years old. Oh my goodness! It released Get out of here! And it was early access nine years ago uh, when it first released or first early access released, and it's nine years later on. Uh, they finally did their final major update. It's one point four. It's called Journey's End. Aww. And I was like, well. I got to get into it. <laughs> wow. Because I've played it before. Uh, yeah. Granted, I only played it maybe about five, six hours before, but yeah. I still played it. And basically what it is, is it's a 2D Minecraft is the best way I can describe it. Is there so any gardening like, in it? Uh, you can, but it's not like a major component that you okay. have to do. But, yeah. But if you want to like make po- certain potions, you yeah. can grow it instead of having to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about like getting resources yeah. and like building your little shack. And then like, building just like Minecraft at, yeah. the, at, at nighttime, you know, zombies come out. So you have to make sure you're inside. Yeah. And uh, I, I played it for the PS Vita. 
Yes. Uh, very heavily. Yeah. I didn't realize I played it as well. Yeah. I, was I think you probably have played it. At some I point. think it was a free game for like a month. Yeah. Oh, it was I feel very left out now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it up. too bad. Get a Vita first. <laughs> it released for the 3DS. It released yeah. for consoles. Oh, I've missed this so many places. Yeah, this released pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I, I played that game until I realized that it was a platform, not a game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. It's just so much you can do with that. I was like, oh. This is one of those, like yes. Minecraft or Super Mario Maker. Like yeah. this is what you put into it. And oh yeah, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> that, same thing with me, which is why I only put about five or six hours yeah. into it. Because I was like, I don't know. Uh, but now at this point, uh, they've released a lot of new content between when I played and versus now. Uh, there's a whole bunch of bosses. There's an entire second half of the game, a third half of the game. I don't know how there's three halves, but there are. <laughs> um, but there's it's a very large game that they put into it and with this newest 1.4 uh which is again their final major update uh they put over i think 800 new items into the game from the pre from 1.3 uh they added a whole bunch of new stuff they they changed a bunch of mechanics and it's it's a lot i'm telling you (laughs) like uh, I'm still not into like the second half of the game. I'm still in the very first half. There's something special to it being done. Yes. Like I, I didn't think that that would have an ending. I thought it would just be, you know, go on forever. Oh, agree. Okay. <laughs> and the thing is, it's, after nine years, you just accept it's just going to continue to get updated. Yeah. And and it, the thing is, they it still will get updated. Like they still will oh, put okay. out some patches because oh, they've already right. released Balancing, two or three patches. Right. You yeah. know, just to bugs. fix some bugs. Uh, but in reality, they said they're putting it into the fans' hands. So what they did was. Uh, there was a mod loader that was off. Uh, that was not a part of them. Mm-hmm. It was just you know, hey, if you want to download some mods for this game, you know, you can go to a separate website, and it's all fan written. Uh, what they did was they took the mod loader. It's called T Mod Loader, loader, and they made it official. They put it into the actual game, cool. and they're gonna, and it's completely integrated with the game. Whereas before, it would kind of break the game a little bit. Completely integrated the game, so now the future development's in the fans' hands. They can add whatever they want. They completely made it so that you can make whatever you want Joe, through mods. Joe, he's talking robot again. I know. <laughs> he started saying T's and slashes and, and mods, and I don't, I don't know. Just beep at him. Me move. I feel like I just did a hate crime. <laughs> I'm a little offended right now. Told you, see, he's a robot. <laughs> I speak a little robot, and I have to say, what you said was very offensive. Yeah, I didn't Ooh. think you would say that about my compiler, but you know, <laughs> you did. Oh, man, I wish I know how to felt. I wish I knew how to feel guilty about this. <laughs> uh, you're trying to say my back end's very large. I see how it is. Funny, funny, very funny. <laughs> we all get it. <laughs> uh, but the game is is very good. Somehow, so this game has sold over 14 million copies over its nine years between all Brilliant. the consoles, you know, PC, everything. Um, so, you know, it's sold a couple of copies over its time. <laughs> uh, it's still only $10 on Steam if you want to purchase it. If you don't own it, $10. Mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. And on Steam. On Steam. On Steam. Oh, yes. Crucible is also only on Steam. Sorry, Correct. I didn't yeah. say that. No, no Important problem. news. Yes. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it's on Steam, $10. Bucks. Um, it's, you really can't beat it. Uh, a couple of days, I think it was exactly on its nine-year anniversary uh, it was the number three game being played on Steam with 500,000 people playing it at once. Are you trying to make me tear up right now? Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready to have feelings about Terraria today. Terraria. Okay? <laughs> you just do Terraria to Notorious B.I.G.'s. <laughs> Notorious. <Yeah. laughs> 
Well done, Mandy. I liked it. It was pretty good. Wow. That's my wife. Well done. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't played it, play it. It's, it's great. Terraria. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, Manda, you have a brand new segment for us, don't you? Brand new segment. Whoop, whoop. So what is it? What you got? I'm going to be doing our very first Hatchlings. What's Ooh. that? Ooh. Hatchlings is the segment where we showcase new in beta or early access indie games. These are the little lizards that will change the landscape of the gaming world, Ooh. or at least give us a few hours of entertainment during these dark, dark times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as it's one of those things, I'm fine with it. <laughs> one of those no, two. Yep. <laughs> Nothing in between. No. <laughs> this week's hatchling is going to be Kinseed. Ooh. Kinseed is a beautifully pixelated village simulator set in a whimsical world of British fairy tales and quirky townsfolk. Think of Stardew Valley, but with the humor of a Discworld novel and the aesthetics of one of those olden troll dolls. Not like the modern troll dolls with the brightly colored hair, but those old wrinkly ones that are somehow both ugly and really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's, It's in development at Pixel Count Studios, and it was kickstarted in 2017. Uh, if you don't know, Pixel Count is a small UK-based studio run by only three people. Two of those three people are former Lionhead Studios employees and veterans of the Fable games. Oh, there it is. There's the hook. <laughs> yeah. There's the that, hook. That's, that's the thing that caught Mandy's attention. That, that, okay, I see you, Mandy. So people from Fable, like the original Fable, yes, are the working Fable on this Fables. game. That's exciting. Yeah. That is very exciting. That's that's actually the reason that it drew me in is because uh, Fable was such a game changer when it came out. Yes. It's like good versus bad mechanic kind of like developed a oh, whole yeah. Mm-hmm. genre. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're doing something interesting with this game, which has the same type of feel as the good versus bad, mm-hmm. is they put an aging mechanic into the game. Yeah. So think of playing like a farming simulator, a harvest, your harvest moon, your Stardew Valley. But instead of playing one character the whole time, your character will age out. Oh, so it's quick. And then I don't, I, it's not quick, but it's not, you're not immortal like okay. you are in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Is one of the loops that you'll play through in the game is that you're going to age out and then you're going to play as your kids. Wow. So <gasps> you are the grandfather or grandmother right, that, that gives the farm yes. to your grandchildren. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, and, man. That means that you're going to have to watch one of your kids die after uh-huh. they give birth because. I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> that's just how it works in this hey. world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I've played a lot of like, uh, okay, I've played like every Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley and uh, like the Story of Seasons games. Yeah, I, I buy them addictively. Yes. So the idea of someone taking that genre and then doing something completely like new and different with it mm-hmm. is super exciting to me. Oh cool. yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, they also have a really good art style. Um, I don't know if you guys looked at pictures of it, but um, it's pixel art, which I normally hate. I'm not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Like that was my one of my criticisms for Stardew Valley is like, I would really like the different art style. Um, but the way that they do it is really beautiful. Yes. Okay. They somehow made like the, despite the fact that it's pixeled, like there's like grass that blows in the wind. And okay. like they really took a interesting, I, the only way I can describe it is like that troll like, mm-hmm. but uh, they have, old British fairy tales that are woven into the story. So they have like trees, but if you look, you can see like faces in the trees wow. and they have so, stones that like look like. So different. the charm is in the details. Yes, absolutely. And it's gorgeous. Right on. It is. Uh, everything that Amanda just mentioned 
is exactly why I did kickstart it back. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. March what haven't you kickstarted? Oh my goodness. Because Amanda, because we had our meeting earlier this week and, and Amanda's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I was like, okay, that sounds a little familiar. And then Amanda posted it in our uh, in our chat and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to kickstart it. And I was like, oh yeah, I completely kickstarted this. I was waiting for it to be done to actually play it though. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's very charming and I agree. Yes. I, I personally love pixel art style, mm-hmm. uh, but it really was the way that they do their pixel art is, is just gorgeous. It's, it's phenomenal. And, and, and it's going to have all of the humor of the Fable games, which yes. I'm very excited about. Um, they have a bunch of books that they haven't written yet. So they wrote like uh, standard text to go into the books until they fill them in. Mm-hmm. And it was hysterical. It was very meta. <laughs> and it was about how no one had written the book yet and how it was a waste of time to read it. It was very, very funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the game. There, there is no release date yet. Um, it's still in development. They don't even have a tentative release. But it is available right now for early access on Steam. So if you'd like a, an adorable pixel art or if you want to support some really good, good people, Code, go Yo, check it out. Dragon yeah. approved. Yes. Go yes. out right. there. Check out Kinseed. Look up videos. Talk to the developers. Stamp yeah. of approval. Get, get get the word out there. Tell a friend. That is uh, <laughs> Kinseed, and it's being made by Pixel Count. Oh, so so we are kind of like the like the dragon moms, the mother dragons. Wait, what do you call them from Game of Thrones? Mother of dragons. Mother of dragons. We're like the mother of dragons, and like these are our little hatchlings that we're like trying to help, like yeah, you know, come out of the eggs and be like. Sometimes hey. you gotta push them out of the nest. Oh well, that's another way to do it. Okay. <laughs> sometimes okay. you just gotta. Wow. We just have different Yikes. mama dragon parenting styles. <laughs> so, sometimes you just gotta burn someone alive and walk in with eggs and walk out with dragons. I used the wrong reference. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Gosh. You absolutely did. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of one of our new segments this week. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, though that'll do it for our games this week. And now bring us to our news segment. News, 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 news. All right. So this week, uh, with our news, we'll start. We're still gonna have stop it, COVID, because uh, <laughs> it's still happening. It's still happening. Stop, stop it, COVID. COVID. And uh, this week on stop it, COVID. Kerbal Space Program 2 has been delayed to fall of 2021. It was originally supposed to come out uh, later this year, and now it's been delayed an entire year (laughs) due to quote-unquote unique challenges. (laughs) Wait, are they unique? I feel like everyone's Uh, got these challenges. (laughs) Maybe they are unique. Maybe like a kangaroo got loose in their studios. (gasps) Yeah, we don't know. I don't know. That would be a great way of phrasing that. We we encountered some very unique challenges. (laughs) Uh, so, yes, it has unfortunately been delayed to next year, but hopefully that allow them enough time so that we don't they don't have to crunch as well. Yes. Give them some from some free space yeah. <laughs> in order to uh, in order to make their game. So so unfortunately, you know, I, it is I, what it is. I'm wondering about all these games that are being delayed that were in development and now COVID is, is kind of pushing them back. But I'm also worried about the games that aren't even starting because of COVID. Yeah. Like yeah. the ones that were like, hey, we're going to get going on this April. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're not even going to start this. Like, what's the fallout from that right. a year and a half from now? We'll find <laughs> out. It's going to have like a vacuum of games. Or Brian, is this your chance to make to make your game, man? Make your kangaroo fishing game. <laughs> Why are you telling? Shh. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But you don't know. Are you fishing for kangaroos, or are you the kangaroo? Who knows? <laughs> Damn, that was both of them. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I gotta shut up. I gotta shut up. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. And uh, so, going from what's not coming out to what has, Civilization VI, the hugely popular city builder. Uh, is now free on the Epic Games Store. 
That game's so good. Yeah. So uh, from stealing cars one week uh, to building society the next. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is this? A Childish Gambino song? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Epic is truly bringing its namesake to the games it's giving away. So Beautiful. Yeah. It's it's free for I, the next week. I'm kicking myself. I, I, you keep game. telling me these things. I'm just not getting Epic. <laughs> Part of me is like, they're such great games. I just don't know what to do with all this goodness that I'm just not like, it's like too much. Right? It's too much for me. Well, we already own this one, so you don't have to feel bad about uh, this That one. too. I also already own a lot of the games. Yeah, fair enough. Out. Fair enough. But you know, it's on another game store though, and it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give my email out again. Nah, <laughs> not, <I don't> <laughs> Gotta like log into a uh, second place. Goodness. I'm stretched pretty thin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Epic is having a huge sale on their games uh, in its storefronts, and they're giving away $10 off coupon for anything that's $14.99 and over. And that's after the discount that's already on sale on their thing. Brian, so, are you secretly working for Epic? I might be. I might be. Uh, did, you, did you also kickstart Epic? I did. I did. <laughs> way, way, way back in the day. And, Tim Sweeney was <laughs> and, and you might be thinking, oh, well, what if I want to save this $10 coupon? Because it's good until November 1st. God, he's got a full commercial. I do. I do. <laughs> what if you want to save it? Because, again, it's good until November 1st. Maybe a game is going to come out later and you don't want to spend it on a game right now. If you spend it on a game right now during the sale, they will give you another $10 off coupon. Wow. Will the deals ever end? Right? <laughs> I personally, I picked up Grifflands, which is kind of like a uh, Slay the Spire type game. It was $14.99, but $10 off was $5. Wow. Please say, but don't take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't wait. take my word for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to season two of Taste of Dragons. We are sold out. Selling house. <laughs> Happily so. But I mean, like, I, did, I didn't know that I was going to give you another one. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll use it. I'll spend five bucks on a new game. Why not? You know, I'll, I'll support the developers. You know, right. and then it was like, here's another $10 coupon. I was like, what? <laughs> this does remind me of like early Amazon when, when we started discovering we could get video games on Amazon. Oh, you yeah, would yeah. buy them and they would, you know, mail them to you and they would give you like 10 extra dollars on like the next purchase yeah. for your game. You're like, well, well, I guess I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> and now Amazon is making their own games. I know. <laughs> and uh, speaking of one of those games on sale, Borderlands 3 just announced their newest expansion. What is it? It's called Bounty of Blood, Fistful of Redemption. <gasps> I feel I know where like I feel like I know where this is going. You feel like you do. Because it's set in a new planet that looks like a Western. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And it looks beautiful. Is uh, Redemption because Red Dead Redemption had its 10-year anniversary this week? Sure. <laughs> cool. it, it definitely feels like they're just like, we're just going to make fun of Westerns. <laughs> yes. And that's a Western video game. Oh. So we're just going to lean into... Gosh. Yeah, same thing with the fistful and, and yeah, bounty. Fist, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> one day I'm going to start playing border games, Borderland games again. Yeah. One day. The third one was was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was not terrible. It was not great. But this it was DLC good. looks dope, though. It does, though. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it comes out on June 25th. So okay. just almost exactly one month. And then uh, talking about games coming out in June, Valorant <laughs> announced their official release to everyone will be June 2nd. Woo. So uh, Overwatch players, count your days. That's, right. that's <laughs> when Overwatch dies. That's right. No longer will you have to watch streamers on Twitch and hope for a drop. Right. Uh, you are now free to play the free to play all you want next month. Yes. Only on PC, not Only on, on consoles or correct. anything. So that means I'm going to suck even more. <laughs> Gosh. 
You can connect a controller to the PC. Yeah, but then you're playing with people who aren't connecting controllers, right. and they just have an advantage. I, I just, they do. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. It's free. Why not? It's free. Exactly. It's free. Yeah. Um, it's got some polish in it. Good. So, and I, I want to see what the hype is about. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not bad. It's a pretty good game. Yeah. All right, and uh, so now from a fantasy ground-based online shooter to a fantasy MMO set in the stars. <laughs> fantasy Star Online 2 is finally being released on, in the West on PC May 27th. What a journey. That's right, this Wednesday. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I am personally looking forward to this game Yeah. Uh, as I am a huge Fantasy Star Online player or fan. Uh, I've, I've always heard Final Fantasy Online Final Fantasy, <laughs> Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, is it just like an RPG? I've never really understood what it is. I know it has like its own like banking economy yes. and like it's, it's like, like a, a cult whole, following. This it yeah, there's like senators in in Ireland that play it and yeah. stuff. Like, or Iceland. Oh yeah, it's a hugely popular. It came out in in Japan in 2012, I believe. Yeah, but it's just been over there this entire time. It got released, I think, on Xbox. Uh, I think last week or the week before, and it's finally coming okay. to PC this uh, okay. this week. Brian, can I submit a future Dragon of the Week for a Fantasy Star Online related absolutely uh, thing? Yeah, Thanks. you got Thanks. it. Thanks, man. Put it right in my drawer. Put it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you either put that in your inbox, or you sarcastically put it in a trash can that was labeled inbox, and I can't tell which. You'll one. never know. <laughs> <laughs> and now from Dreamcast to podcast, Manda, what do you got for us? So, uh, Reggie Fizeme, the former CEO of Nintendo, has started his own podcast, uh, which is both adorable and also really good for people because all of the proceeds from his podcast are going to help out homeless children. Hey, so, really, nice. if you don't listen to it, you're a bad person. <laughs> Unless you're not listening to it because you only listen to one podcast and it's our podcast. In which case, you're not a bad person. No, I, not at all. I really feel like he was just listening to our podcast and yeah. heard you all bashing him in like episode four. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> I'd and still then, do it. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm yeah. going to be a better person just for the Trace Taste of Dragons. That's right. And, and, I, and I appreciate that because uh, I passed that off to you, Amanda, because I refuse to say his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and I also don't know how to say his last name. So it's just it's Reggie. May. It's Haitian. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's Reggie. <laughs> it's a Haitian guy. name. It's a great name. <laughs> it is a great name for me to never say. <laughs> but it's also a wonderful thing that wonderful people are doing. It is. For, for charity and stuff. That's right. So. And if you won't turn up for that, will you turn up for what? <laughs> oh, whoa, Brian, you're smooth. <laughs> oh, yes. Turn up for, for what? And this week's turn up for what is Fanula. Villagers everywhere flocked to their local museums this week as Blathers, the local curator, announced the official opening of the International Museum Day Stamp Rally. While initial excitement established a record high for visitors, interest in stamp collecting quickly waned. In other news, local policemen Booker and Cooper were reportedly hot in pursuit of the international art thief and known furniture smuggler, Red. Due to their tireless efforts, many islands have not reported a sighting of the infamous fox in weeks. Despite numerous statements from the police, many residents are attempting to lure the culprit to their island by leaving unattended bags of bells and removing wanted posters. On a related note, genetically modified star trees have begun to crop up on local islands. Created by altering the genetic code of real trees, these mutant shrubberies drop star fragments instead of fruit. Believed by some to be the results of a mad scientist, these rare astrological flori are selling for more than 300 bells on the black market. 
For these stories and more, tune in next week. This has been Fanula from Bree Reporting. Buy low, sell high, and stay safe. Turn up for what? I love me some Animal Crossing news. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for that, Fanula. Fanula from what's your island called? Bree. Bree. I mean, Bree. He's back. He's back. Delicious. And uh, lastly, unfortunately, we have a bit of sad news. Uh, we have uh, the person who was the motion capture artist and model for 2018's God of War. He was Kratos. Uh, his name was Shad Gaspar, which is a great name. I mean, yeah. phenomenal name. Uh, he unfortunately passed away last week. Mm. Uh, he was caught in a riptide with his son and told a lifeguard that came to save them to take his 10-year-old son as he was only able to save one of them. Aww. So, hey. It's a very Kratos thing to do. It is, isn't it? The hero. <laughs> Yeah, a hero. Exactly. So hats off to you, sir. Um, you know, a little bit of sad news, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be thinking about you. That's right. That's right. And that'll do it for this week's uh, news segment. And uh, that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. And uh, Joe, what do you got for us? Uh, well, with all of the uh, big games coming out soon, uh, we I thought it would be kind of cool if we talked about leaks. And how they can possibly be squelched or not squelched appropriately and appropriately and all that kind of fun jazz. I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. So with, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard, Last of Us was uh, unfortunately a good amount of the the actual footage from the game and the, the main story points were leaked about a month Ugh, ago. That sucks. Yep. It, and, in, and it was not just leaked. It was a lot of people on purpose going onto many streams and many different things just kind of blabbing a lot of the big key game points. That happened to you, Troy? It might right? have. I'm refusing to believe it's true. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like the Dumbledore kill Snape. Yeah, Snape kills Dumbledore, yeah, Dumbledore, 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 Dumbledore that whole type yeah. of thing. Brian, how dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, but um, it, it, I figured it might be kind of interesting to talk about um how how to actually talk about leaks without leaking them and if how much a company should do to try and stop people from talking about the leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony and Naughty Dog went pretty heavy as far as all the articles that I did read and got to listen to. Uh, they went pretty heavy trying to stop people from talking about the leaks, even going so far as if you were a YouTuber or a, a drama channel or anything who mentioned the leaks, not told you what they were, not showed you what they were, who just mentioned the leaks happened, they were copyright striking them. Right. Got their videos pulled down for at least a few weeks until they could fight it, which then took the the monetary window away from those YouTubers and those people who were writing the articles. They went real hard. They scorched the well, earth. Okay, like. Uh. W- I feel like when it comes to leaks, I feel like the best way to handle it is to not draw attention to them because I think leaks are bad. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, an insult to the developers who have put a lot of time and energy into their marketing and into their games. And then to just like just pull the rug out from under them it seems, especially when these games take five years to make. <laughs> yeah. Right. For, to have some somebody like illegally get into their system or someone from their company, you know, give out information. Mm-hmm. I think that's just horrible. And unfortunately, talking about it makes people want to go go see right. it again. Yeah. Even right. when, even if you are talking negatively about it, people are still probably going to go look mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Um, I also think that that Sony and uh, that they're cracking down makes sense to me because I feel like. I don't know, Mandy, like we've reported on so many of these leaks over the past few years that it doesn't seem like they were doing enough before. And, so. and I, guess, I guess it depends because on one hand, uh, reporting on the fact that leaks are bad is good 
uh, the reporting on like like putting out news to be like, hey, you know, this happened, and you can't really take that event away. You can't undo the leak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like trying to like erase it is probably the wrong way to go about it. But I could also see where they wanted to get rid of information so quickly that they didn't care about what it was about. Where they're like in the first week, they would just erase every mention of it everywhere, right. Right. Yeah. and Heart then launch. we'll go back with like a scalpel and be better about Let it. This person but in they were or just something. like, but I could see that being really heavy-handed because I mean, you can't, you can't undo it. Yeah, exactly. There's no putting that genie back in the bottle. Um, and maybe that's 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 the problem is that the, I think people who leak want that attention or want to be like the person that's just like, and I told you, and yeah. now I'm I'm I have the power of this information you really wanted, and it makes them feel good. Right. So like, how do is there like a mindset of like if people didn't care about it, if people genuinely just just like didn't watch or look what would they be leaking to? What would be the purpose I, of leaking? I saw so, I read an article that, that, that I really liked and they were talking about journalistic integrity about like if you got that information, whether you should report on it or not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like reporting on the fact that there was a leak was fine, but there were a lot of places that were just like, here's all the information. But yeah. I guess those probably aren't the journalists. Those, mm-hmm. those are probably just people that really want to ruin stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that's a harder behavior to correct than just like, the leak stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like there's a difference between a leak and a scoop. Like, because um, I know, like, uh, I, I read Kotaku and I read a bunch of other places, mm-hmm. but like Kotaku has broken a lot of really big stories. Mm-hmm. However, he, the the main guy, I forget his name now because I need to remember names at this point. Uh, uh, but the, Bob Hope. Yeah, let's go Bob Hope. Bing Crosby. <laughs> Why are my references from the 50s? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's actually had several stories that he's just sat on because he himself realized, well, this is a leak. This isn't a story. This is yeah. something right. that is detrimental yeah. versus something that's a scoop. And so there's been plenty of times where he's like, all right, well, yeah, like something, somebody else will post something or somebody else. And he'd be like, all right, well, I have known about this for like three or four mm-hmm. weeks, but I didn't feel like it was appropriate to release it at this time. Well, now that it's out there, you know, let's, you know, let's talk about it. Um, and I do think there is a difference between the two. Um, but I was I was watching a podcast or not. I was listening to a podcast, uh, Paradox Interactive, mm-hmm. which are the people who do City Skyline and Crusader Kings. They actually just had a their podcast, I think a week or two ago was about leaks and what they think about it. Mm-hmm. And Paradox Interactive themselves actually don't care mm-hmm. themselves if something gets leaked of theirs. Um, they actually said um, one of them was like, it could even be beneficial to you because you'll actually have more media. Uh, if something gets leaked, then if it doesn't, it's not like they uh, actively are searching for it. But if right. it happens, it happens. You know, they're just like, we're not going to make a big deal of it. Um, I think there's a difference between like uh, someone got a screenshot of what this gun looks like or, you know, yeah. they, they, they leaked a bit of a character design. Like, well, that can be really like personally devastating to be like, I was working on this and it's not done and I'm getting criticism on something I didn't finish yet. Yeah. Um, I think that's different yeah. than like, hey, this is the entire, entire story arc. Yeah. And I think what, what what killed me personally was like, they, they're like the end cutscene is what they were, they were talking yeah. about. And it was like, that if you see that before you play the game, it could ruin the entire game. Oh, absolutely. And they were just like posting stuff all over the place. And it was like, it, the fact that it leaked was one thing, but I think the fact that people were using it like almost like internet bullying to ruin the game for people who hadn't even purchased it yet, yeah. like that that was devastating. That's, yeah, I agree. That's where I go back to. I personally don't care about leaks at all. If I wanted to know what happened in that game, fine, tell me now. It's not going to change me. It's if I knew if I knew what was going to happen at the end of Neo Two, wouldn't stop me from playing Neo Two. Probably wouldn't even change the game for me to be honest. I'd probably be more hyped to watch whatever happens at the end. However, that's me. I don't think it's right that what people were doing with a lot of leaks in the last couple of years, the very Snape kills Dumbledore thing, 
there were people that were driving around when that book was released, driving through the parking lots filled with people waiting for that book at midnight, yelling what happened at the end of the book. Yep. And it's the yeah. same thing. I feel like there's one, it's, there's the level of, if I wanted the sequel leak out, I, sure, I'll go look it up. I don't care. I, I don't, but I, I could if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it's totally different when it's the internet bullying, where it's right. where they're on chat, they're in chats, they're in just different places where they're just spouting what's happening in a game that maybe nobody in that chat wanted yeah, to play. That's not cool. But maybe one person was really looking forward to it. And you might have totally but, destroyed that they could have walked into that with no knowledge of anything. Isn't, isn't yeah. there a part of you that just also wants to see what the author intended as they wanted to see it? Sometimes I, I don't have that, that, uh, I myself don't have that, that like, I don't like, it's not that I don't like the unknown. It's just seeing so many movie trailers and seeing so many things. I feel like I already think too, too much for what I'm reading mm-hmm. or what I'm watching or what I'm playing. So in the first five to 10 minutes of something, I'll usually decide what I think the whole game is about and what's going to happen at the end. Right. And at this point in life, like nine times out of 10, I were usually right. Mm-hmm. We'll say what happens and like, oh yeah, you're this guy. Then that's going to happen because they, they usually show you the main players in the first 10, 10% of the game. Yeah. So whereas with, I specifically, I'll go back to last of us. I only watched last of us one. Right. I did not need to know what happened in last of us two at all. But if any of the things that I heard people talking about are true, it totally has got, it has to ruin the game. There's no way mm-hmm. that if any of these things, any of these main plot points, and it wasn't like it was just someone saying them. It was people with full video of it showing it. Yikes. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's See, and, and and that that's where I'm saying like you're saying like the Sony and 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 whatnot they're cracking down on it like it, I'm so angry at this like I, I want them arrested I want them to like <laughs> they, I did so, read an article that said that they ident- that it was yes. not an internal employee who leaked it it was someone from the outside that got it mm-hmm. and that they they. they uh, they have, uh, have identified who that is. They can't release the information okay. yet because it's about an ongoing investigation. But Maybe I someone would, should leak that information. I, that would be really fun. <laughs> See, but that perpetuates in, know, internet I bullying. I'm, That's joking. Not fair I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but yeah, they did. But, I, yeah. but it would be great if there were they were better at catching them and that there are actual repercussions. Exactly. I feel like that would be you'd be less likely to do it if you knew you could get fined or which, you went to jail. Mm-hmm. See, which is why I think we're seeing this behavior of them kind of having this scorched earth mentality is they're going very strict and very hard and punishing people who maybe don't deserve it. But now we're aware that they're taking it more seriously. Maybe someone will think twice mm-hmm. before putting yeah, it that's all they can hope for. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I For me, it, it really does boil down to, I completely say throw the book at every single person who posted video, who got in a chat room and ruined it for other people. Everyone who actually said what the leaks are, if you in any way insinuated what they are to anyone who didn't want to hear it already, who didn't seek you out to find out what the leak is, you deserve to have the book thrown at you. Mm-hmm. But if you were a random, you know, YouTube channel that does video games and you just review things and you talked about how there was a leak and you got squelched for about two to three weeks waiting for YouTube to review the video to give you, you completely had your video destroyed monetary, monetary wise. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's not really Naughty Dog or Sony's essentially fault. That's YouTube's fault for having a bad system. Mm-hmm. That's the article companies for having a bad system to not be faster oh, to quickly yeah. turn around and say, that's not right. Mm-hmm. But they copyright striked it in a way where it's like, that's not fair, guys. Mm-hmm. You did, they didn't, you don't own the information that's coming out of that person's mouth. They're just saying a leak happened. I wish that was something. I wish then that's more where I have a problem with it. When you yeah. scorch the if it's earth. on YouTube, they kind of do ooh. have that that option to just squash. YouTube has that. Yeah. Right. But, but Sony and Naughty Dog do not. Right. They were the ones that were copyright striking what was what someone was saying. But and it wasn't yeah, them saying what the leak was. It was gosh. them saying there was a leak. Whereas the the difference also though, there were people who were talking about the leaks in a positive way who did not get squashed. In a positive yeah, way? In a positive way. Apparently, there were people who really liked some of what happened, and they were actually, their their reviews were left up. They're not reviews. Uh, 
actually no uh, uh media critic uh there was a whole uh art uh, there was a whole channel that was explaining that how uh you can see right now i think there's like 1500 reviews for last of us 2 and the guy explained the numbers on how it's not really possible to have that many of them out there they're all positive he said none of them are negative. He said oh, not yeah, one. Yeah. He said that they kept adding the ones that were negative removed. I mean, I mean, hey, that's just that's just the biz, man. That's that's music. That's Does movies. It it games. Does oh it yeah, make it right. No, that's, it's never been fair. That's also really interesting because they said that people are less likely to buy something with a, a good with a too good of a score. Right. Is that it has to be a mixture of negative and positive because if it's all positive, we don't trust it just inherently. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if taking down all the negative reviews could actually make it worse for them. Yeah. Okay. So it's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it personally because yeah. I don't. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Paradox Interactive, just because I brought it up mm-hmm. earlier, uh, after they released their podcast, or after they recorded their podcast, but before they released it, uh, the release date for Crusader Kings 3 got leaked. <laughs> 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 so their press release of that was like, oh, it's, it's fine. You know, like we're not, we're not, we're not upset. We're terribly upset about it. And now uh, you'll understand why if you listen to our podcast. <laughs> and so they're using it <laughs> to, to cross promote. It's good marketing. And, well, because the thing was, because they were going to use, because that weekend they were going to have a Paradox Interactive sale on, on Steam and then announce it during then. They had all these press releases set and everything. And then it got released. Then it got oh. leaked. And it was like, well, oh, well, if we can't, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but there is definitely a difference between a release date or something on like a city builder versus your entire game is about the story right Mm -hmm. (laughs) or also your 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 reveal i think yes we saw a lot of uh in e3 last year a lot of like game reveals got spoiled oh yeah and leaked and people have been gearing up for this e3 presentation to be like boom here's our new game and now just a week before it's like here's our new game it just it totally derails an entire marketing person's like, like yeah. you know job which oh is yeah sad. not to so. break it down to an adage but you, you really only have one time to make a first impression and people will decide what they think about your game the first time they see that yep. and to take that away from someone who's worked on something for five years so that like and then feel entitled that it's like that they i deserve, deserve this it. information yeah, exactly yeah. get out of here yeah it it ju- it just all breaks down to this the fundamental problem the 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 largest problem with the internet which is that it's anonymous and people feel like they can be mean without any repercussions yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> all right so I'll so do be it. nice yeah just be nice be nice <laughs> be, nice. <laughs> be cool be yeah. cool just be just cool, be cool. You, yeah okay. you do you unless you're a jerk and in which case just be a better you <laughs> <laughs> <It's> perfect <laughs> done. All right, so I'll do it for this week's uh, Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic, which brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. It'll make you freak. It's the Dragon of the Week. It's what you seek. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is our chance to shine a little light on the industry and talk about people, developers, musicians, composers, everything that we think make up this industry that we love to podcast about that's right and uh man it feels good to do that song with you guys so we're all in sync <laughs> i know it's much easier when i can see you it, it is yeah. it really is uh so yeah this week's dragon of the week is gonna brought to, gonna be brought to you by me Ooh. yeah uh and the person i'm gonna be doing this week is alex preston creator of hyper life drifter blah, blah, blah. creator of hyper light drifter and founder of heart machine so uh alex is a man of his experiences, as we all are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his started much earlier than most of us. <laughs> uh, he was born with holes in his heart, oh. and uh, which meant he had to have open heart surgery at the age of one. Oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> uh, and this is, you know, in the mid '80s that we're talking about. Uh, so it was a little risky. 
wow. uh, to, to fix that. A baby heart. Yeah. And oh. um, thankfully, it turned out well. Um, or as well as can be expected, you know, good, for good, the good. time. And um, all his life, he's had to see a cardiologist about every six months. Oh. And uh, as recently as several years ago, he had a pacemaker put in. Okay. Oof. So uh, also recently, he learned that the heart problem was genetic, which also caused Aww. many immunity and gastrointestinal problems throughout his life. So, oh my gosh. I'm this is, you so know. sorry, Alex. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I jumped ahead a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so I just wanted to give you all a glimpse of what this person has gone right, through. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I, I, got, I got more than a glimpse. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he continues to go through every single day of his life. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, so you might be thinking with all these problems, Alex, you might want to take things easy, man. But nope, 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 not Alex. Uh, <laughs> he did not want to be held back by his problems and to actually work through them. Uh, so let's go back in time. Uh, he went back and he went to college. He went to college at the Otis College of Art and Design in 2002. Okay. Uh, so I cannot find what his, what his major was, uh, but he talks pottery. Of doing, yeah, pottery. No. There it is. <laughs> uh, but he talks of doing art and game animation while there. So I'm going to assume art animation area. You know, and pottery and pottery, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interior That's design. And interior design. <laughs> uh, so after college, he goes and works in art and animation. Uh, but he designs and develops games in his spare time. He also does art in his spare time. He does all this stuff, uh, but he never shares any of this with anyone. Uh, he's always kept them personal. Um, and one of these ideas was a very personal project that blended Diablo with the legend of Zelda link to the past. Okay. Which is a pretty ambitious game. You would think. Yeah. Um, and he wanted the main character to have an affliction of some sort that he would have to work through and also wanted to be like a super Nintendo and not have any dialogue. So, uh, this game, any like spoken dialogue, any spoken written written dialogue, anything, any text whatsoever. Uh, so the game ended up becoming Hyper Light Drifter. I, oh, interesting. I have not played that game. Yeah. I didn't know that's how you would describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, but it isn't. It's a very, it's a 2D pixel art game that's mm-hmm. kind of done, it's it's very quick. It's a very action RPG. Right, very game. fast, very yes. tight. Yeah. I definitely heard many great things about that game. Oh, yeah. It was definitely it's, at the top of many top 10 it's lists. a very good list. Uh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a very good game. Uh, and now, like I said, uh, he likes to keep his projects personal, uh, but he was also friends with some other prolific people in the game in, games industry. Uh, they shared a, sh- a community space called Glitch City, and he shared his <laughs> ideas with them. And we t- built Glitch City. Yeah. Bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he shared his ideas with them, and they told him to go for it. Uh, so he got Bo Blythe, the developer of Samurai Gun. Nice. And Disaster Piece composer of fez and many 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 other Ooh. games uh and they agreed to work on the game so now he had a team now he just needed the money and as this was a passion project for mm-hmm. him uh the others on the team needed to get paid right. <laughs> uh, so in late 2013 uh hyper light drifter hit kickstarter and completely set it on fire 2013 2013 oh my god yeah I actually remember that game hitting Kickstarter. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't kickstart it because I was like, "I'll play this game when it comes out." Oh, <laughs> Terraria had just come out. It did. <laughs> and so uh, the very first day, so it went up with a twenty-seven thousand dollar goal, which is you know a pretty good goal uh, for for a game. Uh, within the first day, it already exceeded it. Whoa! Within a couple of days, it raised over a hundred grand. And at the end, it raised almost six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Man, that was the golden era for Kickstarter. It was. It really was. Uh, Which meant he could bring in more people and actually expand the game. And expand he did. Uh, Originally, the game was supposed to come out in late two thousand fourteen, 
But due to expanded scope and Alex's health problems, the game was pushed back to 2016. Okay. Um, and it was during this time that Alex learned about his genetic predisposition and had his pacemaker put in and, you know, all, all sorts of stuff happening in his actual life. Um, and as stated before, he wanted the main character in this game to have a health problem and, and battle through it. Uh, but when he shared his health problems with the community during Kickstarter updates, letting them know, hey, what's going on? This is why it's being delayed. Um, he started getting letters from people saying that they have the same problems and how he's not alone in this. Like they were actually sending him and he, w- he was like, oh, wow, this isn't not that he thought he was alone, but he never thought that this many people would also have health problems that the same as him. Um, and so he was completely inspired by this and decided to make the entire world also going through this problem, not just the main character. Wow. Much like himself. So it's the entire world is it's, you know, and, and when you play the game, you're like, oh, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Uh, yeah. I see it. And uh, so while developing the game, though, he found the limitations he placed on the game to be a little troublesome. Uh, there is absolutely no text or dialogue anywhere in the game. Uh, nothing in English. Are there, are there no, arrows? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's all done visually. Okay. okay. So, uh, so this made showing the player how to do anything in the game from specific moves to even flash traveling a problem that they had to show instead of tell. Okay. Uh, and many people are conflicted by this. Uh, but you have to admit, it's very ambitious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and so he was inspired by games like Shadow of the Colossus, Ico, even Dark Souls and Journey, and how they were able to convey the world without much dialogue. Mm-hmm. Almost every single one of those games only had dialogue in like cutscenes. There was no English anywhere. Um, and so in the end, the game releases, gets great reviews, sells hundreds of thousands, if not millions of copies over every single console, and uh, becomes a beloved piece of history. Uh, so currently, he's developing Solar Ash Kingdom, a 3D game set in the Hyperlife Drifter universe, and is work- also working with the creator of the Castlevania Netflix series, Adi Shankar, uh, on a hyper light drifter animated series. No yeah. I'm so I'm so happy. Yeah, it was announced last year, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Oh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I need to go finish this game. Yeah, <laughs> I also very, need to start this game. Yeah, it's very stylized. It's only about yeah. eight hours. I, it's it's not very yeah. long. Oh. I remember being a little scared of it because I thought it was a a, a uh, roguelite. Is that that's yes. the one that I don't yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's okay. not. Okay. No, Thank no, you. It's, it's, it's much more uh, Bastion than it is okay. Roguelike. Okay. All right. All right. Giving me the green light. Yeah. <laughs> Metroidvania is the one you don't like, but Metroidvania. you also yes. don't like Roguelike. No, I do like Roguelikes. Oh, okay. I do not like Metroidvania. Correct. Yeah. So. This Correct. is in. Yeah. This is Okay. Like good. 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 Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, oh, I forgot to mention the name of the game uh, studio that he set up, which is called Heart Machine. Oh. Gosh. Are you trying to make me tear up again, Brian? Right? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's continuing to work, and uh, and he still is is with uh, Drift City. It's still a community that's all about uh, all about developers coming together as a community. Every single weekend, they hold a game spotlight that people can come in and show off their ideas. That's cool. So really it, cool. It always blows me away when you hear about an indie game and you think it's just like a platformer or just like very simple, you know, art style, very simple game, and then uh-huh. you hear what it's like true meaning is the same thing with like celeste which was like a platformer and then you realize like oh no this game is really about like mental health and whatnot Mm -hmm. and then this game i thought it was just like an action side scrolling kind of you know beat them up and it's no it's really about like going through the world with a heart condition yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like you see like every a couple of times you see him he's like right before a boss and like you'll see some like some blood coming out of his mouth and he just wipes it away and goes into the boss wow like (laughs) wow 
People are cool. Yeah. Game, game developers <laughs> are awesome. Thanks, yeah. Brian. You're welcome. Yeah, that was. And thank you, Alex. Yeah, Alex Preston is his name. Uh, I think his name is spelled A L X, but some okay. places have it as A L E X. Okay. But he himself puts it as A L X, so I'm gonna go with A L X. All right. <laughs> That's dope. Noted. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was the dragon of the week, and that brings us to the, the end of this week's episode. Wow. Do 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 do. <laughs> is it because of season two and we're still all hyped? New soundbite. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling more drumline right we're, now. No, I we're workshopping than, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling more drumline than Price is Right. <laughs> Workshopping as the podcast goes, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed this uh, the new season yeah. as much as we are hopefully going to enjoy it. Yes. Uh, we are, again, together in person, but distant apart. Yes. And, and it's going to be a new a new fun leaf. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, that's right. Good thing we have long microphone cables. Yeah. <laughs> and wipes. That's right. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us for this first episode of season two of the Taste of Dragons. And uh, you can always find us online. Yeah, check us out uh, mostly on Instagram, at Taste of Dragons. Uh, we do a lot of fun content there and original content that you will enjoy and some visual content to accompany the podcast with on there as well throughout the week. Check us out on Twitter, at Taste of Dragons as well, for uh, kind of more up-to-date uh, live tweets on big events happening in the gaming world. That's right. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. And, of course, we're available on all your favorite podcast services. Um, oh, quick shout-out, first of all, to anybody who is at Mizu Connect. Mizu Connect. Mizu Hello. Connect. If you found us through there, thanks for coming by and, and stopping by and, and uh, tell your friends. and uh, Sandwiches. Sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even bigger shout out to Eric, the Rhythm Bastard, uh, who uh, did our music for our intro song. Biggest shout out to him. That's right. He's a poop. He is. Uh, hopefully we'll have him on one of these days once we, we get the green light from, <laughs> yeah. from everything. <laughs> yeah, actually being exactly. with people. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, yeah. And if you did join us from yesterday at Mizu Connect, uh, thank you for sticking it out with this entire episode. <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed it. Cause, uh, I know we did. We did. We do every single week. <laughs> uh, this is what, our 60-somethingth episode? Uh, 66th. 66th? Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we friends or something. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as always, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm Amanda. I'm Troy. I'm Joe. And we are... The, the Taste, Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Mm. And ha- and here's to a new season. Cheers. Boom. Clink, clink. Drink, drink. Gulp, gulp. <laughs> nom, nom. <laughs> Why do you eat your drinks? Oh, gosh. He's a robot. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.